0: Let me tell you about Grip6 and all the stuff that they have. Uh, Great socks, great belts, great wallets. This is an American company, uh, and they're the type of people that they do business the right way. They're a small business in Utah. They sell high quality, made in the USA belts that look great. They function well. They last longer than any belt you've ever worn, and they are customizable. They can really be, uh, you know, they're stylish. They just do everything the best way possible, and that's what Grip6 has been doing for a while now. Uh, they're they're people who uh, care about the country, support the country, and make all their products here. Source everything from inside the United States, which is pretty hard to do these days. If you, if you know anyone who's ever been involved in a company that, uh, that might make clothing or, uh, you know, accessories like this. It's hard to do in the United States grip six is committed to it and everything they have is guaranteed for life. Uh, if that doesn't tell you what that you're dealing with a solid American company, nothing will uh, do yourself a favor today. Shop American grip six is a, as American as it gets. And they've got a great deal going on right now. Check it out at grip six.com slash do grip six.com slash do it's grip six.com slash do radio show starts here in just five Five seconds.
1: The Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. So the government and governments around the world are now starting to warn against hoarding, telling people not to hoard food. Gee, yet they're hoarding uh, the supplies, the emergency food supplies all over the world. Uh, governments are buying up as much food as they can. What is it that they know that you don't know? Well, uh, the answer will be nothing. If you hear this hour of the broadcast, we begin in 60 seconds. Ramon wrote in about his wife's experience with Relief Factory. He said, I ordered Relief Factor for my wife. And all I can say is, it really does work. In fact, I think it works better than advertised. My wife's pain level has dropped off dramatically. She's not only able to get around the house more easily, but her pain level is so much more manageable now. Thank you, thank you for this product. Ramon, thank you. If you're dealing with pain or you know somebody who's dealing in pain, please, please. Just try the three-week quick start. It may work for you. It works for about 70% of the people who try it, or at least they go on to order more after the trial period, month after month. Why would you do that unless it works? Why would you hesitate? I know, because you're hearing it on the radio in some blabber mouth and you think that ah, can't work. I've taken it. I've been taking it three times a day now for about three years. It changed my life. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. All right, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I want to I want to build this case uh, with you. Uh, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm doing and what I think you should do as uh, as well. Um, well, I was going to do it, and then I decided not to, because I have to, I've had so many boating accidents lately, Stu. So many boating accidents. You really, just as a friend, <sighs> do, do, not, do not think you should boat anymore. I don't think so either. Because you can't seem to keep these things afloat. <laughs> I know. What are you making them out of cement? I know, cement? and I'm, uh, like, latest is food storage. Mm. Gone. Gone. It's down on the bottom of the lake. Did you think about maybe getting a submarine going down there, oh, or getting your can't guns? do it. It's and- too deep. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll give you some solutions here to this, but I want you to listen carefully and um, and check all these numbers yourself if you care to. Um, First, you have a problem with inflation. We all know that we all can feel it. We can see it. It wasn't caused by Russia. It is caused by the Federal Reserve. It is caused by spending too much money. And printing even more. I say it's caused by the Federal Reserve. They didn't spend the money. Yes, we have a debt now of $30 trillion. That if interest rates go up to about 5 or 6%, we will not be able to afford anything but the interest on that debt. Okay? Now, uh, we know that's happening. The Federal Reserve also has printed and given the banks untold trillions of dollars. We know that they gave $30 trillion to the bank uh, by, uh, to the banks by uh, 2010. That news has just been released due to a FOIA request. We have no idea what they've done in the last two years. Can I just
0: add to your point on interest here, Glenn? Yeah. Uh, This is according to Brian Riedel over at the Manhattan Institute. For every point that interest rates go up, just a point, that adds $30 trillion to the debt. Over the next, I think it's 30 years, which is the same amount that we would spend in that period on defense. So every single point interest rates go up, we owe another 30 trillion dollars. Like we're adding an entire new U.S. military every single time one of these things goes up one point.
1: So we just just, uh, raised the interest rates, the Fed did, by a quarter point and said five to seven more hikes are coming. Oh, gosh. Okay? All right. So let's just talk about real stuff here for a second. Um I wanted to show you what the price of things were, what the price of things are, and what the price of things will be um by by election day 2024, okay? We must turn this around. But our but our government and our Fed and our administration are incapable of taking the right steps. This is just inflation. The numbers I'm going to give you just inflation. This doesn't include extra regulation or shortages or anything else. This is just because the value of your dollar is going down. Prices aren't going up. The value of your dollar is going down. Now, I used not 7.9% CPI to project into the future. I used shadow stats. The reason why I did this is because everybody is comparing this to the days of Jimmy Carter. No, it's worse than the days of Jimmy Carter. I'm using the shadow stats because this is the way the government calculated inflation in 1980 they changed that calculation because it was looking bad for the united states government and the fed so they changed it um but if we look and measure the same things the same way we'll get the inflation rate that is 15.5 percent not 7.9 percent so this is from shadow stats that's how we calculated these Um, I've made some charts, but I'll read them off in case you happen to be watching the blaze. You'll see the charts. Uh, If not, let me just tell you where we're going to start. And that is with hamburgers. When Biden was elected, um, when Biden was elected, a hamburger was four dollars and 40 cents. Today, I think you guys are working on the wrong. You're working on the wrong uh, end of the that's the last slide. Look for hamburger. Uh, When Biden was elected, it was four dollars and 40 cents. Today, it's six dollars and one cent. Jeez. Twenty twenty four. November, the time the next election, just with inflation. That's it. No food shortage. Nothing just due to inflation. Are you better off than you were four years ago? Hamburger was four dollars and 40 cents. A hamburger will be seven dollars and ninety five cents. Wow. When Biden was elected, this is just due to inflation. When Biden was elected, gas was two dollars and 18 cents. Today, it's four forty one. November 24th with no no shortages, no war, nothing just from inflation. Five eighty three. When Biden was elected, milk was $3.24. Today, it's three eighty-nine. Just through inflation in November 2024, the price of Biden milk will be $5.15. <laughs> I got news for you. I don't care what the price is. I'm not drink, drinking Biden milk. <laughs> that just uh, sounds really icky. It does. It does. Uh, you're not the one milking it either. <laughs> uh, you when, can milk anything with a nipple. When <laughs> Biden was elected... <laughs> The price of a light bulb was one dollar and fifty-seven cents. Today it's two fifty-five. A price of a light bulb when the president election, the presidential election in twenty twenty-four is happening, will be three thirty-seven. When Biden was elected, eggs a dozen dollar forty-five. Today two thirty-five. November twenty-four, three eleven. When Biden was elected. Dollar for for bread today. It's a November twenty twenty four projection two twenty one. That number is going to be wildly different, and you'll understand why here in a minute. When Biden was elected, just because of inflation, houses were 358,700. eight seven hundred. Today they're four fourteen one twenty three. November 24 projection, $547,885. $547, That's the average home. When Biden was elected, $22,951 no, $22, was the price of a car. Today, it's 30603 if you can get one. Yeah. just yeah. just through um just through inflation that number will jump from 30 to 40,488.
0: Just some quick personal news here, Glenn. Uh, I celebrated this weekend my 7 month anniversary oh, of ordering my car. Yes. yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. It's still not here. Yeah. They haven't
1: even taken the order yeah. yet. Yeah. I uh, haven't
0: pulled the order yet, it's but great. 7 months in, I'm it's doing great. well. Have mm-hmm.
1: you thought about a horse? <laughs> um okay, now let me give you something else. Now these are These are just uh, projections and you can find we're going to publish all of this. You can find uh, how we made these project projections, but they are just projections. These numbers can change dramatically. But we wanted to add in the geopolitical instability factor. So we know about wheat and I've got something I've got to share with you here in a minute. (laughs) Uh, We know about wheat, but. We are kind of, we're being, I think, very conservative on some of these numbers. A hamburger, the price I just told you, add 25% if things continue to go geopolitically as they are. Gas, if things continue, the instability factor, you'll need to add 30% to that gallon of gas. 15% added for milk, 5% for light bulbs, 15% for chicken. I don't think they are sorry for eggs. I don't think that's high enough. You'll understand why here in a minute. Bread up 30%. Housing down 25% and cars down by 25%. Uh, I agree with the housing, not necessarily so with uh, the projection of the cars, but I left this to the experts and our team to put together the numbers. Um, now I'm going to take a one minute break, and then I'm going to tell you the truth that no one is willing to talk about about what's really going on with food and why you need to begin to prepare right now. First, let me tell you about one thing that every house should have the Tuttle Twins library, the Tuttle Twins books. They can um, they can teach your kids, you know, um, you know uh, why the free market works, why things are the way they are, why things that people are preaching about now won't work. Show them, show them the way towards a safer future. Show them why the free market works. Show them why big government doesn't work. And use the the lessons that our founders used. Use the books that our founders used. They're hard to read, but not if you get the Tuttle Twins books. Because the Tuttle Twins books, they make it really simple for your six-year-old, seven-year-old, your teenagers they have another set for teenagers young adults um and quite honestly they're easy for you to understand as well they're so clear Tuttle Twins are offering bonuses right now if you order today go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com get a 35% discount plus the bonuses at TuttleTwinsBeck.com keep your kids sane in a crazy crazy world TuttleTwinsBeck.com don't wait do it today 10 seconds station id have you ever listened to the podcast All In? Yes. Okay, really good, mm-hmm. really, really bright guys. Generally speaking, uh, more independent now, but they've all been Democrats, staunch Democrats, mm-hmm. I think, except maybe one of them. Um, and they're all experts uh, in different fields and all friends. David Friedberg is one of them. And I was listening to the, the podcast podcast, um, And they asked David a question. Now, David used to work for Monsanto um, and uh, he doesn't work there anymore, but he believes in, you know, Monsanto and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Think GMOs and et cetera, et cetera. If you're against GMOs, don't dismiss him because I I got my facts from him on the stats. But uh, we're not talking GMOs. We're just talking about looking at the market and what is really happening. So when you're looking at food, understand that 15% of all global calories come from wheat and rice, 25%, I'm sorry, 15%. One third of all of our wheat comes from Russia and Ukraine. We're supposed to be planting crops all around the world right now. For wheat. Not happening in uh, much of Russia, not happening anywhere in Ukraine. Next stat you need to understand our food supply. You know how uh, the cars had just in time. Our production lines were all just in time. And that's why we can't make cars, because there are parts that are sitting somewhere, you know, crossing the ocean, sitting on a dock someplace. The whole supply chain has broken down because it's just in time. It arrives just in time to put it into the car. When you have a disruption, it just bogs everything up and unclogging it. We don't even know if we can really unclog it and get it started again, but it's going to take years to do it. That's that's the supply chain for stuff. The supply chain for food is 90 days. We have 90 days worth of food in the supply chain. That's from the grocery store to the garden and everything in between. If it stops, we stop, let's say we just for some reason stopped all farming. We would have 90 days left of food worldwide. Okay. 25% of all global production is food. We're about to lose 12% of production. That means we're losing half of our food supply of wheat. Half of our wheat food supply. This is going to hit places like Africa first, and it's going to hit places of poverty Unlike anything we've ever seen, 800 million people currently on Earth live below 1,200 calories per day. So, you know, the Germans would not allow Jews to have more than 600 calories a day. So they are only double the amount of calories that the Jews got during the Holocaust. And we all remember what they looked like. If they're at 1,200 calories today and they're in, um, in places that are poor, which they most likely are, those calories will be either cut off or greatly reduced. Now, the bigger problem is fertilizer and energy The energy price to run the tractors, to run the trucks, to run everything else. And the price of phosphorus and and, uh, potassium, potash, and nitrogen. Those are the three major things we use to make fertilizer. Natural gas, 90% of ammonia is made from natural gas. Prices in natural gas have doubled and in some places gone up 4x it's gone from $200 a ton to $1000 a ton phosphorus 10% of the phosphorus from russia and 20 to 25% of all of the potash comes from russia it's now been banned in russia they cannot Sell it. We cannot buy it. They said, oh, you're going to cut us off at of the bank. Great. We'll cut you off on this. Potassium is up to seven hundred dollars. Phosphate went from two hundred and fifty to seven hundred dollars. This is causing so much stress on the farmers that farmers now all around the world are not planting their fields. They are reducing the acreage because without fertilizer. You're not growing much. So why plant all those fields? It's not going to be a good year, they're thinking. So as, they, as fertilizer goes up, they pull more and more acres. So far, the price of corn has doubled. Soybeans, wheat skyrocketing. The strategic food reserves in some parts of the world are now opening. We better have perfect weather all over the world. Just because if things continue the way they are and don't turn around quickly and we can't get fertilizer, hundreds of millions of people will experience famine by the end of the year. We need to do everything we can to support our farmers. We need to understand what's coming. And you need to have a garden, plant some seeds, live by a farm and help them, or start storing food now. More on this in a second.
0: The Glenn Back Program.
1: Okay, I want you to save money on your phone service, and I want you to we need a parallel economy. We need to do business with people who will do business with us, who value our business. And that's Patriot Mobile. Right now, Patriot Mobile is the only Christian mobile service. Not only do they operate on the same towers as the other companies, given that same great mobile service, but they have better customer service, and they cost a ton less money. Now, unlike the big mobile companies such as Verizon that donates to all kinds of leftist causes, including uh, abortion, Patriot Mobile donates a portion of the bill that they get their profits to conservative American causes, the ones that we're fighting for. PatriotMobile.com slash back. 972-PATRIOT is the number. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash back. Call 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash back.
0: If only there was a book to explain all of this, well, The Great Reset is here, it's in bookstores everywhere. Get it, The Great Reset, by Glenn Beck.
1: Rising fuel prices are taking a toll on small businesses, owners from everything from furniture retailers to swimming pool service companies. Are trimming their services and revising contracts because the financial hit is uh, is getting worse and worse and worse. Um, uh, Keeping store owners wide awake at night trying to figure out what are we going to do? Uh, Well, there's a couple of things that we we should do. First of all, let me go back to food for a second. Um, the governments around the world are buying up large swaths of food right now the commodity price is going up uh, not just because of traders but because government governments are trading and governments are like um we're gonna buy our corn right now and first in first out uh countries like um that are in africa they're going to have a really hard time. They're not going to get the food that they desperately need. But neither are other countries as well. We're all going to take a real hit on this, especially if we don't have good weather. If we, you know, we don't have fertilizer. We should, as a nation, uh, be doing everything we can right now to help the farmer. Everything we can right now to uh, get fertilizer. You know, everybody's worried about uh, the price of inflation for the average person. Okay. That that's really bad. And we're all hurting. But if we don't take care of the farmer right now and get him fertilizer and make sure that they can afford the things that they can afford uh, or they have to afford our inflation is the least of our problems. It will be shortages next year. Um, Now they are buying governments are buying up uh, food, but governments all over the world now are also while they're doing that, telling you not to hoard. And I'm, I'm telling you also not to hoard, but I am telling you to prepare for your family and then others that will be hungry. We have to help each other through this. There are going to be people who just can't make it, um, Uh, And they'll have to bring another skill. It's going to be barter, I guess. But we're just going to have to help each other. If you can grow food, plant this spring. Um, Anything you can do to ease the burden on your family and others, do it. When you go to a store, if you are going in and you're going to buy macaroni and cheese, and you only need one box, buy two. Put one away. Use the other one. When that one box is done, don't reach into the pantry to get it. Buy a second box. As I showed you just a few minutes ago, just because of inflation, that box a year from now is going to be costing you a lot more money at the store. And when you hit a breaking point, you'll have some food storage. But. Be careful on what you think your breaking point is uh, because real, real trouble is coming and we have to be prepared. And we have to be prepared to help others that this is, I think, the beginnings of the times when I have felt since the beginning with you that you are going to play a role in saving this nation. And I think This is the beginning of it, uh, preparing for those in need. And it is going to be really, really, really hard because you're going to be like, I prepared. They didn't. I know. I know. But we're in this together. You got to take care of your family first. But we're in this together. Um, That doesn't mean (laughs) that uh, it doesn't mean you should tell the world what you're doing, because governments will come in. And uh, they'll start to uh, make it illegal to hoard food. They will uh, start to demonize people first uh, as hoarders. This is a while away, I think, but that's what will happen. So just keep your mouth quiet uh, and nobody needs to know your business. Just urge the people who get it to begin to just store some food uh, for their family. And and create a network, if you will, of people who think like you and and really understand what's coming and just help each other, just help each other. So h- how real do you think the food shortage thing is? I think, think it's- the food shortage in places like India and Africa, I think millions are going to die. Millions will die, probably worse than anything we've ever seen. If this if the work if they come up with a solution today and crops get into the ground, maybe not, but but it it will still be a problem because we're not getting fertilizer. So it will be a situation where
0: maybe we as a as the top market in the world are able to acquire this stuff, but at
1: higher prices way higher prices But uh,
0: uh, down the line the, the the poorer countries are not even able to acquire it at all
1: yeah i are very very little Jeez. it'll all be it'll be ethiopia on a grand scale do you remember what that was like oh when, yeah i remember all the commercials yeah mm-hmm. uh, and we had to, the the we are the world
0: song out of that yeah and that was not worth it no i don't know if it solved it if it did <laughs> right. it still i mean no offense to yeah. the african people but i think they would oppose the song over being saved, I think they'd rather. I think they'd rather start. Might to death. be a little <laughs> get a hasty then, generalization. There. I do, look, I may be speaking for an entire continent here, yeah. but I think if they could go <laughs> back to the '80s and they say, "Look, will we have generation, generations of our people be alive?" or that stupid song play again, they would. They would choose. Uh, they would choose to delete
1: the song and. And sadly, I mm. have deal with the repercussions of that. Well, we don't have Michael Jackson around to make a song uh, this time. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but That's it like, is is—it is going to be bad. It's going to be bad everywhere. And forget everything else. Just know that a 25% of, of fertilizer comes from Russia. Just the 25% but of global. Just 25%. So what do you do here? Because... Because it's, see, I think it's easy
0: for us to say that we've done everything wrong. It's, it's easy. But like, look at the effects of what we've talked about with inflation. The things you're talking about, 30 and 40 percent increases, are nothing compared to if we internalized all of our production in the United States. If we got rid of all of this global trade, our prices would go up way more than 30 or 40 percent. I mean, you know you would not see your, your TVs are no longer 400 dollars for a 60 inch. I'll tell you that much. All this stuff goes away without the global stuff, uh, trade, and all of the things associated with it. So the theory going back as 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 globalization, uh, not in the nefarious uh, you know UN running our lives sort of way, but in the hey we're going to trade with countries because we can we can turn up production, and certain countries will do certain things well, Mm -hmm. others will do others. Mm -hmm. We'll all combine our efforts, and this is why you have Walmart and prices are really low there. So that goes in, and one of the theories was, as we saw new countries get into that system, those countries tended to moderate. They wanted to be involved in the global trade so they didn't act like psychopaths all the time. So our theory was, if we embrace countries like Russia and like China, Uh they will, over time, be so interested in these markets that they will stop acting like psychopaths. Now, I think we've seen that with those two countries that has not worked out very well. Mm-hmm. However, you've seen it in other areas, you know, Japan is a good example of it working out pretty darn well. So what do you do? Do you just, do you wait longer to bring them in? Cause it seemed like no, we I tried to it's... bring them in as an incentive for them to right. change. And instead of letting them change first
1: and then allowing them in. So I think this is, this is the, the key out of 170 countries, 95 do not have on their books. Ninety-five countries do not have on their books illegal slave trade. <laughs> they have not made slave trade illegal. Really? Ninety-five.
0: That's an that's a
1: mind-boggling, enormous. Stat. Ninety-five countries. Ninety-five countries have not passed anti-slavery. Yes. Now, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of countries probably in that number. Cause I don't know all the countries, but there's I'm sure there's some that like don't have a problem with of the course, slave trade. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, however we should set our limits and this has been common sense for a very 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 long time if your government doesn't have the same kind of understanding about human rights we shouldn't be doing trade with you and just at a basic level right you don't have to match all of our policies no, but you gotta respect human men life. Yeah. are born to be free okay mm-hmm. if you enslave people or build concentration camps or have gulags or whatever no, I don't think we should do business with you. And that's why we're enslaved to these very, very low prices. It's it's not that we're getting our um, some of some of the stuff we are. It's not like we're we're hiring people at very low cost and then putting them in slavery. We're getting stuff some places at a very low cost because the cost of living is so low. So they're making a decent wage. In their, their country yes. in,
0: for their area. When these country, well, a lot of these factories open, the line is around, you know, it's a mile long to get jobs correct. at this place because it's the best
1: job available to that community. Correct, correct. However, that's not the case in China. Mm. Now, there might be people lining up around the block in China to have a <laughs> job here, but they also enslave people. Mm-hmm. So, no. Yeah. If your country is so diametrically opposed to our system, no, that would include... Saudi Arabia, that would include Iran, that would include Russia, China, North Korea, all of these countries that just don't see the world and people the same way. And
0: I think, too, this this points to another one of the undersold failures of the Biden administration that people are not talking about, which is when Donald Trump was president of the United States, our... Relationship with India was never better. They love Donald Trump there. Yeah. Now they've decided to side with Russia
1: Uh and,
0: and China and China and our option, right? If we were to lose China as a manufacturing hub, our easiest replacement is going to India, where it's a little more expensive, but not a lot more expensive. And if they're a close ally. There is some synergy there. We could still probably make some some products at reasonable prices and and help someone who's in the the, they always call it the global uh, democracy, the largest global democracy. India is the biggest country that has some of the trappings of what we would respect as a government. Um, And. We seem to be losing them right now.
1: And that's that's a big deal. Uh, We're going to lose them. We're going to lose uh, Taiwan. We're going to lose Mm. um, possibly the Philippines. We will lose Vietnam. All of those countries that provide low uh, cost labor we will lose all of those if we continue down the path we're on. That will leave us with just half the world. Huh. Almost like what the Great Reset is calling for. Mm. They will offer the solution of the end of globalization. You'll hear that. This is the end of globalization. We've got to do things. We got to do things closer to home. And so it will appear to be the end of globalization, but it will not be the end of globalization. It will be what you interpret as more global controls but we'll make stuff closer to home and not with china or russia Uh uh-huh really because we're currently doing a deal with iran (laughs) just saying it's gonna work out well i think this is a nightmare that's coming all right um i'm a guy who likes solutions to problems several years ago i had finally had enough of dealing with real estate agents who just couldn't cut it just couldn't sell the house and, you know, their their solution was, I'm going to put up more balloons. I, I swear. Last time, the last time one of the real estate agents was in my house was like the third time that he said, I'm going to put up some balloons. We're going to have an open house. And I said get out of the house, get out of the house right now. Get out. No, no, that's not the best way to do it. There there are things that real estate agents do that make them the best in your area. If you're planning to sell your and balloons, are not one of them, if you're uh, planning to sell your home. Uh, you need a team of experts. You need somebody who's the best at selling, at closing, at getting customers to come in and see it. And that's all digital now. We find those real estate agents for you and pass their name on to you as a free service to you. I want you to see the difference. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com.
0: Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at Glenbeck.com.
1: You want to know how you get to the Zill, which is one of the crappy cars that the Soviet Union was making? Follow me on this one. Uh, The White House was considering sending americans gas cards now follow me on this so they wanted to send gas cards but the irs said they couldn't do it because it's in the middle of tax season good thing they have 100 million dollars coming this year extra so they can hire some people to do things like this but just too difficult and hard it would be poorly targeted so they're not going to send out the gas cards all right notice that word poorly targeted also Probably a lot of fraud would be going on. I mean, people going door to door and mailbox to mailbox taking people's gas cards, right? Well, that would say that would make an outcry. They're not getting to the right people and people are stealing it. You're right. We need something more efficient, like, um, I don't know, a digital programmable currency that could just say (laughs) you can only spend this at a gas station if your name is such and such. Wouldn't that be great? Except... We have to give everybody like a hundred dollar gas card. You know, you have a hundred dollars this month or this the next two weeks to spend that will will be OK at the gas station. Anything else? I mean, I, you're on your own because man, well, darn it, the uh, because of the E and ESG, all this all the stations have decided to only go with the digital currency. So you're not going to be able to buy gas. But. We could give you a discount on a new car that is really fuel efficient. It's a union made car. So it really helps the unions out and all of those American workers. So we'll give you that. Well, once you have people in that trap, what do you think those union workers uh, begin to make? The Zill. Because it's government dictated. There's no competition for it. Congratulations, welcome back to the stage the zil yeah now made in america back in a minute